0: Welcome to Church in Maine the podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and modern life. My name is Dennis Sanders and I am your host um, I'm not going to do a really long intro to this one this is um, if you haven't guessed one of the episodes where I've been sharing some of the videos I've been doing back in the fall and this is actually one of the first ones I did um, kind of asking a question of um, is the congregation where I serve a progressive congregation? Um, I won't tell you much of the backstory. I'll let um, the video explain itself. And then once we're done, I will um, share a little bit more and also ask questions. So let's go ahead and listen to the video. Good afternoon, church. This is Dennis Sanders from First Christian Church of St. Paul. Um, and so for this week, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about adjectives and how we describe ourselves and how do we describe who we are as a community of faith, especially in a politically polarized time. So this week, I was kind of thinking, I, as many of you know, I do a lot of work in, um, digital media and writing. And I was thinking about our own, uh, um, website, uh, for, for First Christian Church and thinking about, um, SEO search engine optimization and what words people would use to, um, find our congregation. And I kept wondering and I've, for many years have wondered, should we describe ourselves as a progressive congregation? And for a long time, I've resisted that. And on the surface, in many ways, we are in some ways a progressive congregation. We are an open and affirming church. We welcome LGBTQ people. Um, you have me, as um, an out uh, gay man um, who is married, as the pastor, uh, we're a church that has believes in caring for the marginalized and for the poor, and we believe in diversity. We are, even for a very small congregation, a pretty diverse bunch. So, in some ways, yeah, you could say that, but I think too often when you we use these words, and, and I don't want to make it sound like it's just on the left, but it's also on the right, we use progressive and conservative in front of the word Christian. And sometimes what happens is that that word, which is an adjective, in some ways almost becomes a noun. We are so tied up in, our, in this age of our identity, of who we are. And so it becomes almost like a straitjacket. And and there are some times when I've seen um, both conservative and liberal who are so bound up in being a progressive and being a conservative, that they forget that other half of the the word, the Christian, that we're followers of Jesus. Um, And that is what's important. Of course, it still doesn't answer the question: Are we? Should we describe ourselves as a progressive congregation? And you know, in some ways, as I said, we are. Um, but I think that what's but more important isn't that we are politically progressive or or politically conservative; that we're not cheerleaders for the Democrats because we're um, a progressive or cheerleaders as a conservative Christians that support, and and the Republican Party. Because what's important and what we want is to be a church that welcomes people, and especially welcomes people from different walks of life. One of the things as disciples that's important is that we believe in, in the centrality of the communion table, that it's not our table, it's God's table, and that God welcomes everyone to the table. And I remember several years ago, Sharon Watkins, who was the general minister and president, talked about the importance of people staying at the table, even when they disagree. And that caused a lot of friction um, among people. Because there were some people, who, especially who are gay and who have had um, religious trauma, that don't want someone who is different at the table. And I get that. But it is also important that we have and try to find ways of communicating and talking with one another. And it's important that we are at the table together. You know, not everyone who is... at churches believe the same way. I, for one would not be considered politically progressive. I tend to vote sometimes more on the center-right, sometimes libertarian. I have sometimes different viewpoints. And I know uh, that even within our congregation, there are probably very different viewpoints politically. And it's But it's important to me that we find ways of staying at the table, find ways of reaching out towards one another, seeing each other as as children of God, because so often in our culture, there's so little space where we can actually really talk to one another, even when we disagree. So are we a progressive congregation? Probably. But I think what's more important is that we love God and we love others. And that is something that we are called to do regardless of how we vote or what we think on various issues. And that's what matters. Probably won't easily fit for search engine optimization, but I do think it is what God calls us to be a people that loves God passionately, but also loves others just as passionately. Well, that's it for this week. Take care, church. Blessings. Okay, so that was the video. And um, I want to kind of share... Kind of a background to this because I was, um, not really thinking of releasing this yet. You know, I was maybe wanting to do it, but it's the Christmas holiday and I didn't really want to feel like trying to, um, put together another episode. And I'm also kind of slowly recovering from COVID. Um, so, you know, but there was just something that really took and it was, um, a post. It's an older post from, um, uh, Chris Gertz who um who you may have remember was one of my um he was a guest a few months ago when we talked about pietism um he um is a pietist he comes from the evangelical covenant church though he actually uh, um goes to a lutheran congregation um his wife is lutheran and that's um where he goes but he wrote an article um a few months back where he was kind of discussing the the new framework for Christian Century um and the frame the tagline that they have now is uh, thoughtful independent and progressive and he said you know he fit those the first two the thoughtful and the independent it was that progressive one that he had um um some complications with um he kind of describes that you know, progressive kind of resonates um, more as a political description than a theological one. Um, But, you know, he, um, it's also interesting um, that he uh, did um, a political typology quiz. Um, And it's funny because I think we must match um one of his quizzes placed him on the ambivalent right and the other one uh put him kind of in a left libertarian quadrant and I think when I've done those tests, I know I have been labeled as ambivalent right, and <clears throat> if you did put me in a um kind of a those one of those quadrant ones, I'm just kind of within the libertarian quadrant um so. That's kind of weird. Um, but then he also references an article I remember reading, which was just fascinating from a few months ago um, by a man named Omar uh, Peterman that um, how both conservative and progressive in some ways are handcuffs. Um, Peterman says here um, handcuffs that align with an in group and ultimately distract us from thinking with charity, nuance, and love. And Peterman continues, when we take these identities as our own, we allow them to form our imagination imagination of faith, our world, and the ideological other. We place ourselves within social commitments that these labels hold, which limit our ability to speak the truth in love. Um, and so Chris is also then wondering, so where does that leave him and he... Wanted to maybe maybe the word moderate fit, but of course that has its own problems. And he brings up um, how the word moderate was used by Martin Luther King in Letter from Birmingham Jail. So this is a long way of kind of trying to get out. You know, how do we describe ourselves? And um, you know, how do as a, as someone who is from a mainline um, denomination. It can be difficult because the word progressive, um, can mean a lot of different things. And so what does it mean when someone who is, um, gay, um, who believes who's probably in a lot of different ways, somewhat libertarian, um, but also believes in a role for government is, um, orthodox in his belief but not fundamentalist you know it's really hard where does that all fit and um we want to try to put these adjectives to describe ourselves and it's funny because i think we all want to think that these these descriptions are so expansive and you know that they describe us so well when I sometimes feel like we're trying to fit into the description, um, and that it frames us, um, kind of like I think what Peterman is saying is that, you know, we think that we're kind of the ones in control. And I think sometimes those words end up controlling us. And so, you know, the words conservative or progressive can sometimes be dangerous. And I think, I don't think that it necessarily means that you have to run away from them, but I think you need to handle them with care. You need to know their power. And I think that is the thing that we sometimes too often don't realize is that words have a certain amount of power in them. Um, and so, you know, I don't really leave this episode with um, any easy questions or easy answers for people Except that I think um, we need to kind of get away from kind of the moral, seeing these, putting so much investment into these words and not really into the words that they're supposed to ultimately describe, which is Christian, um, that we are followers of Jesus. So what does that mean? and stop trying to make Christian fit into conservative or progressive, because that's where I think we get into problems. So that's kind of where I'm at. I would love to hear what you're saying. Um, you can um, definitely leave a comment or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Um, one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing in the next next year, um, I'm already trying to line up some things coming up for January, um, of course, this is all in the middle of while you're also leading a church. Um, I'm fascinated about the role of class when it comes to, especially in mainline denominations, um, because I think that that is a hidden thing that we don't talk about. Um, one of the things that fascinates me, and because, of course, you know, I grew up at this really interesting intersection of both. Um, being African American, but also someone that grew up in a working class background. Where is the working class when it comes to to faith? Because I think that there's been a lot of readings where in some ways the working class is less religious. And that may be opening up to a lot of bad things. But I'm also curious does especially the modern kind of mainline church, the mainline denominations, are they really interested in reaching out to working class populations um, that are out there? I think we're very there's a lot of interest in in diversity, whether that's sexual diversity or racial or ethnic diversity. But is there such a thing when it comes to class? Um, if you know of someone that I could talk to about that, I would love to to. Uh, I would love to have that opportunity. So please drop me a line. That would be great. Uh, so that is it for episode one twenty four um, of uh, church in Maine. And um, hopefully the next episode will be kind of a, a regular episode where I'll be interviewing someone. Um, so I hope that you all have a safe and um, happy new year and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Godspeed, and I will see you soon.